Hello and welcome to this time's Sarcasmic Cast Presents Who Gives a Shit. I'm Dan, no Jake. Uh, been a complicated week. Me, I'm being busy, Jake's been busy. So we've recorded a few segments uh, separately, one uh, one together and a couple separately. So on this one we've got our... I've, I've, well, I've finally seen Blade Runner 2049. So we're both talking about that for a little bit. I've seen The New Grudge. Uh, I'll talk about that. And Jake has seen Little Women. So he's going to talk about that as well. Enjoy. So we've literally just finished watching Blade Runner 2099. That's right, Jake. I've started recording right now. Well, He's just getting the uh, disc out of the machine right now because he's got to go home. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, I'm making him go home. Yeah, it's it's more like I have no choice in the matter. <laughs> oh, so we watched the first one together. Did we watch it together? Yes, we did. Was it? Um, was it? Do you want? I might know. Is it yours? Oh God. Um, I think no. Was it mine? Because it was when we had the, the final cut, sofa. wasn't it? Yeah, it was the final cut. Aye. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the first one. Yes, and we've been meaning to watch um, the second one for a while now. You have. <laughs> from, the, from the moment the first one finished, I've been meaning to watch the second one. And uh, worth worth the wait. Worth, worth the six months, because I think it's been about six months since we saw it. I think a bit difficult to follow story-wise. Yes, I and will what, admit that. It didn't, didn't help that I was eating crunchy crisps. So when I'm crunching away, I can't hear what they're saying. It's very quiet, <laughs> but it's it's quiet in the fact that, like, films can be quiet, but when I'm I'm coming across incorrect here. So for example, you watch a horror film, and you follow these characters going through a hall, and you hear them whispering, but the whispering is at the audible level of me talking now. So like, oh my god, I can't believe it's this guy, right? But the way that the characters were talking in Blade Runner 2049, talking like this. Mm-hmm. But that was how they were talking in the space that they were in. So, for example, when they were in the morgue and they were looking through the audio files, yeah, that's a big room. So, naturally, the sound's going to get lost in there. I see what you mean, though. Na- naturalistic sounds. But for me, it um, ticks all the boxes it should tick. Which boxes like are that, Dan? Performance, the look, the sound, the writing, you know, all that. S- this one, I was telling you when we were watching it, it won cinematography at the Oscars and visual effects. Mm-hmm. You can, they are for me the two main factors that this film is so amazing. The effects are really good. The cinematography is really, really good. Especially. Well, well worth the Oscar. Yeah, well, the Oscar wins. And it didn't get nominated for Best Picture that year. No, which I'm not surprised really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because not, not because of the quality of the film, just because of the, the type of films that the the Academy normally chooses. Yes. Mind, I was surprised when Mad Max was nominated for Best Picture. Was it? Mm. Oh my god! Back in twenty fifteen. Very well. Yeah. Very well. I was pleased. I was pleased it did. Going back to the visual effects, mm-hmm. um, Rachel. Not who. Rachel. <laughs> that's what you wanted. Uh, that yeah, is what you what wanted. wanted. Every um, time I hear the word Rachel <laughs> and you're with me, I'm just gonna look at you and go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not continuing until you say it. Um, so originally played by uh, Sean Young in yes. the first one. Mm. You'll find it hard to believe, but she did not come back for the second one. I'll believe that. Cool. 
So which is forty years old. That is true. But look what they did to um Luke and Leia in episode nine. Yeah. <laughs> um no, there was a body double for Rachel. Um obviously it was a clone and it had to look exactly as Deckard remembered yeah. her. Um It's like the like the T eight hundred from Terminator, they have to look yeah. the same. It's mm-hmm. the same basic and Grand Moff Tarkin yeah. from Rogue One. Aye. Or notably. Um but you but Sean Young with the body double coached her on how Rachel moved, how she spoke, how her manners mm. were. So that's I was I was thinking, will Dan think that that Sean Young coming no, back to stand I, I knew in it was like a point of I could see for a brief second the face just moved slightly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Out of proportion to the to the Yeah, scope. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a niggly little thing. Oh yeah, there's there's the, in when every... you're watching in four K you see those little things. Yeah, in but I have to say in every film there's little bits where you go Nothing, nothing, nothing's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like even though I've given this the highest rating I could give a film it's still got like little little things here and there, but they're minor. Exactly. So minor. Um, if, if there was such a, if, I mean, if you gave a ten to a perfect film, you'd never give out a, a ten. Yeah, I gave Lord of the Rings ten out of tens, but mm. there's some effects in that. Regardless of how good they were with the practical effects, there's still some things that, unfortunately, have dated, with the tech that we've got now. Mm. Still, it looks miles better than the Hobbit. Mm. But uh, I did like Jared Leto. A redeeming... Okay. Not, not, not redeeming. Really? No. Out of every... Okay, so the entire performance that he gave in this film, he did not... He didn't redeem himself for Suicide Squad. No, because he was only in two scenes. Yeah. Literally but, two scenes. But those two scenes where he was trying to explain his motivations, which he did, and ultimately where his motivations led him... Mm-hmm. The Joker... Was worse a mistake <laughs> than how good he was in this. It, it was more okay. bad than this was than this was good. Okay, so you're saying he's got to do a lot more to redeem himself for that. He's got to do like Morbius. I'll just sink the ship even further. Um, that doesn't look that good. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It I looks haven't. Like a rat. Right. He's meant to be a vampire. Yeah, but he looks like a rat. Yeah. Like when he when he's cam- when his face turns to the camera. The last shot of the trailer. <laughs> when he's bloody rat teeth. If if that's on in the cinema as a trailer, I'll catch it, but I won't go out my way to watch it. What, the trailer? The trailer, yeah. Well, you, you should watch watch the, the trailer. Isn't like, it? Next time you go for a dump, just pick up <laughs> your phone, go on YouTube, type in more Morbius trailer. Dan, I've got so... You would have finished by the time the, the trailer ends. Ready to... Just in time to wipe. You can't predict my shit. Um, <laughs> you can't. Oh, okay. So, Jared Leto, yeah, he was good. He was yeah, good. Very good. Very good. Um, Harrison Ford. Barely in it. But... Surprisingly so. Surprisingly good as well. He's yeah, there we go. Looks like he put a bit of effort into it. He put more effort in this than he did in Force Awakens. Mm. Uh, yeah. About the same. Maybe about the same. Maybe about the same. Um... Ryan Gosling, whatever. Ryan <laughs> Gosling Water. Yeah. Um, very sub. Uh, in most of his films, he's laid back and sub subdued, isn't he? Yes. I thought he was. He was the same on this, but he was still still really good. It suited his character. I think it did. Yes. Yeah. It did. It did yeah. Absolutely. 
Ana de Armas. Who's that? Joy. Ah, speaking of Joy, I like the part where <laughs> they merged into one person. Her and the prostitute. Mackenzie Davies. Aye. Merging into one person. And he had sex, sex, sex with them. It cut off at the perfect moment <laughs> and that. Dan was just like, was damn like, it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming and I just looked at him and he went, Ugh! God damn it. Dang it. Um, but that was a great team. Yes, it was. Um... So Ana de Armas throughout. I like the relationship between those, yeah. those two. Mm-hmm. How we can have an, a, there's a relationship between a robot and an artificial intelligence. Or oh, to be fair, the both could be said to be that. Mm-hmm. Aye. By the end, aha! Uh-huh. If well, from, from the beginning, even. Oh, from the beginning as well with Ryan Gosling's emotional performance. Aye. <laughs> Speaking aye, of I've, the beginning, Dave I've, Bautista. Aye, Dave Bautista. 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 See, it's good Christopher Walken. I I have a friend called Dave Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds Italian. He says it like that. Dave Bautista. <laughs> like Gino De Campo. Gino De Campo. <laughs> um, yeah, um, you mentioned Harrison Ford wasn't in this a lot. Dave Batista, maybe three minutes? Aye, um, not a lot, but uh, basically his character in that little scene was the basis for the entire movie, so it played a big part. He did. In the whole picture of things. Yeah. Um, so how how did the film open up again? It was him going to the farm, wasn't it? Uh, yes. It, it was that wide shot of just the fields. Aye. And he was like, right, I've got to find this guy. And Dave Batista's like, shit. <laughs> Someone's the, up the in the opening air. writing, it did say that uh, there's been like a... Um, up, well, blight or something? or Yeah, it was because... Harvest crisis or something like that? It was, it was the, not essentially uprising, but... The events of the last film. So yeah, it was something about food, though, wasn't it? Yeah, um, there's a couple of short films that actually clear that up. There's mm. three short films. One's animated, which is decent. One features um, Wallace and his kind of plan for this movie. You'll you'll understand when you oh, watch it. Oh. And the third one follows Dave Batista's character. Giving oh. him more time to shine. So if one's animated, are the best li- live action? The, the, the other two are live action, yes. Was that actual cast? Yes. Oh, so you do get more of Dave Batista. You do. More Jared Leto? Yes. Mm. All right, okay, cool. So yeah. we will get around to those and we'll probably... They'll be the next segment sometime. that we do, I think. Um, so... Performances, how, yes. How, how long are the short films on for? Um, about ten minutes. Oh, not too bad. If that. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, that that's why when I said before, short film, it's hard to place it, if you know what I mean. So, like, you could say, oh, I love the Wallace and Gromit short films, but they're, like, 30 minutes each. Yeah. But when you say, when I say short film, I mean literally short, as in 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Less than an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, performances, visual effects, cinematography, story. Directing. Denis Villeneuve. Dennis. Way. <laughs> so, Denis Villeneuve films you've seen? I don't know what he's made. Prisoners? Yes. Good. Like the film, yes. It's a very good film. Hugh Jackman alone is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Enemy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal? Nope. Neither have I. <laughs> but we're going through the catalogue. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, 
The one after that was Arrival. Is that the Amy Adams space movie? Where the f- aliens arrive. Is that the one where she dies at the end? Um, I don't know why I've seen it. <laughs> no, I'm, tr- I'm actually trying to think of a film where Amy Adams has died. Her career died in Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, um, Justice League, because she came back for that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he did Arrival. The year after he did this, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Has he done anything since this? He is doing Dune. Doom? Dune. D-U-N-E. Oh, Dune. Yes. Or June. Dune. Do you pronounce it Dune or June? I say, well, the Americans say Dune, but I say June. I'm gonna, you, you've just said Dune. I know I said Dune. <laughs> but looking back, I, I want to correct myself. It's June. <laughs> As in Sand Dune. Sand or... Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, like, it's set in like space. Sand. Eh? Isn't it like set in space? I don't know anything about Dune. But there... You, you call it Dune again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what's called. Either way, Denis Villeneuve's next project is Dune. Yes. Is that when it's released? Um, it's out near the end of the year. I'm gonna check who directed the original one because I I like I like my facts straight. But based on what he's done with this, I have full faith that June is gonna be great. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Um. So there's no concrete release date for it. Um. Okay. So the remake, not the remake, the original was 1984, and it was directed by David Lynch. Oh, right. A radical departure. Yeah. So, essentially, when they were going to make um, Dune, the original one, they were essentially hoping it to be the next Star Wars of sorts. And it wasn't. Yeah. Like, no one's talking about it. (laughs) And for good reason. There's a documentary called Hodorowski's Dune, which is the documentary featuring the plans of what Alejandro Hodorowski was going to do with Dune when he was attached to the project. Mm-hmm. He's a very artistic director. And the concept art looked very interesting. But I, I still need to see that documentary before I see Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Got a lot of watching to, to do there now. But... It's all worth it in the end. I mean, we watched the original Blade Runner and look at where we are now. Mm-hmm. So I think I would give it... Yes. What would you give it? My rating. Hmm. I am perfectly happy with whatever rating you give it. It's a one, isn't it? No, it wouldn't be a one. <laughs> no, not that low. I don't think it would be a less than a seven. That... Think, not... mm-hmm. Personal enjoyment. The I whole... enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thir- and and is, is it mystery as well. Yes. Is it one of those films where if you were to watch it again... You'd still be, not like, not like watching it from the beginning, mm. but there'd be bits where you'd be like, okay, I can piece that together, and it would come. I think it'll flow more co- cohesive next time I watch it. Yeah, it definitely did this time um, for me. To say, to say the least, it's better than the first. I think so. Yes. And I can't remember what, what my rating was for that, but I, th- I think I give that a nine as well. So if I think it's better than the first, it's got to be a nine, maybe even a ten. Loads of happy boys out there. Yeah. So. Oh, Sicario was the other Denis Villeneuve film. Oh, nope, I haven't seen that. Ah, that was the gap between Arrival and Enemy. So, Prisoners... Arrival wasn't that far, that, that, that long ago? Prisoners was 2013, Enemy was 2014, 
Sicario was 2015. Arrival was 2016. Wow, that long ago. Blade Runner 2049 was 2017. Film of a year? Yep. He had five films within Damn. a span of one year each. Yeah. And he's taking a break for Dune. And it's going to be great. Hmm. So thank you for listening to our little review of Blade Runner 2049. Moving on to the next segment. Yeah. yeah. So this is a nice solo review of uh, The New Grudge. So I went to see it a couple of days ago, at the time of recording anyway. And maybe one of my top five or bottom five worst experiences in the cinema. So there was only like maybe five, seven people in there all together, including me and Kate. And uh, sitting in the back row, uh, mid-afternoon I should say. Uh, and about five seats along to our left. Bloody cat. Um, three youths, uh, teenagers, 14, 15, 16, would not shut the fuck up during that entire film. Well, at least I told them to shh. I gave a loud, uh, like a really loud shh. I was quite surprised at myself that I did that because I wouldn't normally do that. I would normally just let slide, but they were just like laughing and talking and I mean, it wasn't a funny film. It was a bad film, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't uh, funny at all. But God, they were doing my my absolute nutting. So when once I give them that loud shh, they uh, sharply shut up. And toward, and then when the film finished, uh, I thought, well, I'm going to let them leave. But I thought, no, nah, fuck them, I'm going to get up and leave first. And so uh, I'll, I noticed that they stayed, they stayed back. So I left, because uh, that's right. Shit scared of me. So I left with uh, Kate and we looked behind. And there they are, slowly walking out, giving us the eye. And I'm like, well, fuck, fuck you lot as well. So that was my experience seeing that. Like, just shut up if you're going to see a film. Just shut the fuck up. That's, I've said enough F-bombs here to last the entire episode. Shut the frick up. So, film itself. This is the first grudge film that I've seen. Um probably will be the last because I wasn't impressed by it and as I as I know that the other ones aren't that good as for the story it's apparently it's a sidequel which in film terms means sequel or happening at the same time as the previous films which I haven't seen so I wouldn't know that wouldn't, wouldn't know anyway so the film starts with uh, a lady in Japan I'm presuming she works for or lives with the people from the first film or the original film, the Japanese film. She comes back to America to this house and uh, the curse travels with her. And now whoever enters this house dies. And the story follows like uh, four different stories across different timelines. Took us a while to figure that out thanks to the other patrons of the cinema. But... uh, Four different stories um take place over a few years. Not the most interesting film. Can't remember any of the characters' names apart from the child of uh, that the curse takes control of, Melinda. Um, trying to remember anything else remotely interesting about the film. John Cho is in the film. I like him. He's a good actor. Done a good performance in this. Uh, good enough to with what he was given. 
Um, but remarkably bland film. Uh, not very scary. Normally I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to scary films, but uh, I didn't hide behind my hands once. Um, a few decent shots where you see one character looking outside the window. He opens the door after someone knocks. And it's a wide shot and you see someone inside the house, the reflection through the curtains, you see them walking past past the window. That was a good shot, but not worth uh, going to see just for that one shot. Other than that, I don't really recommend the film. If you've seen the previous, however many grudge movies there are, you might like this if you like the others. If you didn't like the others, you won't like this. So yeah, I think I would give it a 3 out of 10, which means don't see it. So now we come to a review of one of Dan's hotly anticipated films of last year that he didn't see last year, uh, Little Women. <laughs> He's going to have a little chuckle at that. Um, so this was a film that I was initially going to see last year, but with with a lot of award movies, like award-nominated movies, they come out near the end of the year. And it really makes it difficult for you to put it in your list, but also enables you to see it. So, Little Women. Initially, I wasn't that interested in seeing it. Mainly because of, well, not quite sure why. Um, we'll get back to that. Anyway, the reason why I did see it um, was because of the cast. Um, we've got a lot of famous faces, like Emma Watson uh, initially was in it. Meryl Streep was attached to it. Although, quite honestly, she's in the film not as much as I thought she would be. But then again, I've never read the book. Which uh, I may, I may read. But this isn't one of those films where you need to read the book to understand what's going on. And even if you explain plot points in the movie it doesn't necessarily spoil the story so the story essentially is about a girl well a, a woman um called joe marsh i believe is her name yes joe marsh played by saoirse ronan so she is wanting to get into publishing and she starts off by publishing short stories um Initially, they get rejected or they get passed through with edits. Um, in short, it's a tale of these four women of the same family, the March family, and they it's their lives. And by the end, Joe has wrote a book with all the details of what happens in the film. Um, one of the things I loved regarding this film... Um, is I want to say to pre to prerequisite I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, and it's something that I definitely would see again. But the first thing that caught me off guard was the cinematography. The cinematography for this, while not being as good as the lighthouse, I mean that review will come in time. That is something that I need to essentially just sit on. Yeah, I need to sit on that review, that review for a second. But the cinematography for Little Women was, I thought, very, very, very good. Um, that was one of the things that caught me, as well as the score. 
Um, I believe it's Alexandra Desplau. I think is how you pronounce his name. I'm probably going to get butchered for pronouncing that. But he was the award-winning composer for The Shape of Water. A film I have not seen, but probably will see now, for the prime reason that the score in Little Women was very, 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 very good. Performances all around, um, Emma Watson was good. I have to say, she... (sighs) When I say this, I don't mean that they were terrible in any way, shape, or form. Like, the movie... I, I've, I, I'm going to say my rating now. I'll probably give it a 9 out of 10. It, the movie is very, very good. Um, just some of the performances I don't think were as convincing as others. I may be wrong with that. But Emma Watson and Saoirse Ronan were the two who I thought... They're very good, but not as good as... And we've got... What was her name? Florence Pugh. Um, Especially after seeing her in... Her... her Hereditary? That is the wrong Ari Aster film. Um, Midsommar. Midsommar is the one that uh, caught me with Florence Pugh. I know Lady Macbeth. I still need to see. And I'm currently watching Fighting With My Family, which is decent. I I quite like it. Um, But I think the standout was probably um, Eliza Scannell, who played uh, Beth. Um, She was used very little in the film, but probably used very little in the novel. But the scenes she was in, like, she did a lot with just her face. So there's, there's, there's there's a number of characters in movies where you just have to look at them and they are telling you everything with their face. I believe Beth was one of those characters. And it and she did a fantastic job. Absolutely fantastic. Um Laura Dern is in this as well. Every film that I've seen Laura Dern in and no I have not seen Jurassic Park. I believe that Laura Dern has been a standout in each of them. So I've seen what was it? Last Jedi, initially with that film, a lot of Last Jedi, I'm like, it was, eh, it had some good features. Um, But overall, due to recent events, Last Jedi is massively better than most of the Star Wars films. Um, But Laura Dern's performance in that, loved, absolutely loved. Um, Little Women. Of course, I've seen her in. There are, there are honestly, there is a couple of others that I've seen her in. I believe she was in The Fault in Our Stars. And I think she's one of the only things I remember from that film. I'll have to fact check that. But the cast all round, brilliant. Cinematography, fantastic. The composition, the score, beautiful. Really suits it. The, the makeup and costume as well. I completely... <laughs> so... At the beginning of the movie, they mention a war that's happened. Like, Saoirse Ronan goes to the publisher, and the guy's like, there's been, there's been a war, people want happy stories, not this tragic bullshit. Um, and throughout the film, I was thinking, which is it, the first one or the second? Obviously, I hadn't read the book, so I didn't know the, the context of the time. But looking at a couple of, like, articles about it, online afterwards I was like oh it was the civil war so it put it into better context for me for that bit 
Um, although the co- the costume and makeup can be deceiving for a pretty much from that time till the 1900s, honestly, could have could have been easily fooled. Um, so this was written and directed by Greta Gerwig, who recently did Lady Bird, and that got a lot of buzz at the Oscars at the time, but didn't win anything. Ladyberg is Ladyberg. Lady Bird is a movie that I really want to see now, simply because Greg Gerwig has done a phenomenal job. This is where Dan will listen to, will start listening to the review because I'm going to say my final thoughts. Um, some of which you've already heard. I gave it a nine out of ten. Dan, please go see this movie. It's a very good movie. You're going to see the lighthouse with me. So it would make sense that you keep watching these good movies. Movies are back.